Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Detour to Neverland podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Wright, with your go-to podcast for interviews with Disney fanatics just like you. Now, let's sit back, relax, think happy thoughts, and take our Detour to Neverland with this week's episode. Welcome to episode 8 of Detour to Neverland. Today we have a very special guest, or guest I should say, it's Adults in Disney, who Sarah and Jeff run that page together. They're a married couple who lives in Nashville, and they're Disney obsessed. So, Sarah and Jeff, if you can go ahead and introduce yourself, talk about your love for Disney, how that grew over time, and a little bit about your page if you could. Well, hi, thanks for having us. Uh, as you said, I'm Jeff, and my wife is Sarah, and together we run the Adults in Disney Instagram page. So, hi, hi, I'm Sarah, and I think for both Jeff and I, um, we grew up going to Disney about every other year um, with our families separately, and so uh, it was always kind of like the special vacation that you got to do every couple of years, and then um, as we kind of grew up, we would still go every other year, but then once we were married, uh, we eventually kind of bit the bullet and got annual passes, and after after we had annual passes, we'd start going down more and more frequently, and more often we went, the more the obsession grew, and so um, it just kind of really took off from there. Awesome. So I have to admit, I was a little hesitant to reach out to you guys because I felt like I could self-proclaim myself one of the biggest Disney fans in Nashville, but I think you guys <laughs> might give me a run for my money. I, I think uh, you guys are, are doing a good job of, of showing your Disney love. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. The obsession, it gets you. You spoke a little bit about it, that you guys visited a little bit um, growing up with your families, and then together, it, it, kind of the obsession has taken over. How did that, how did you reach that common ground in your marriage where you both realized that you had this love for Disney and that you wanted to make it such a big part of your lives? So we dated quite a bit prior um, to being married, and we actually uh, had each gone on family trips with the other person's family. And so um, kind of being there and spending time with each other and each other's family in Disney, I think kind of helped our relationship and helped our relationship with each other's family. Um, so it was kind of something that we'd go on those vacations with each other. It'd be kind of a special time where we'd escape from everything else. Um, and so taking those family trips together, I think, was kind of our first, like, hey, this is really fun. We really like it. And then it got to be um, once we got jobs and that kind of stuff uh, where we then could say, like, well, where do we want to go on vacation? And we just kept finding ourselves saying, like, well, let's go to Disney. Um, and then when we moved somewhere where we had direct flights to Disney, um, it came more easy to, <laughs> to go to Disney. Um, so, yeah, so I think that we always kind of had that common interest in Disney. Uh, when we went to Disney together the first time, it was kind of like, this is really fun. And then uh, it just kind of took off from there and became one of our our, our main go-to place for vacations. Awesome. And so I assume you guys went quite often before you even started your Instagram page. So take us to that moment where you decided that you wanted to dive in and start creating content and be part of the Disney community um, in a content creator aspect. What was your motivation or inspiration for, for wanting to get that going? So uh, for Instagram, um, it was one of those things where we would 
talk about Disney with each other, and our families would go every other year, so they they like Disney, but they're not quite to our um <laughs> our level, I guess, of liking Disney. And so we were trying to think of other ways where we could um, engage with other people that had kind of a similar interest in Disney. And so um, Instagram was just something where um, we, neither of us at that point had an Instagram account. And so uh, our adults in Disney page was kind of our first try at Instagram in general. And so we just were like, hey, we have some pictures, like we have some information from traveling. And so let's just kind of see what happens. So it wasn't anything that was very well thought out or premeditated. It was just kind of a like, let's see what happens. And I've been extremely overwhelmed just by the number of people we've made connections with, um, the like seeing all of the different accounts and learning from them as well and the information they have. We've actually been fortunate enough to meet a bunch of people in person. So Nerd in the City was one of the first people we met and Lizzie is just phenomenal and amazing. And from there we've met a bunch of other people. So just having that kind of outlet of people that like love Disney like you do um, has been awesome. And like meeting you with this podcast, like those kind of things are just things that would like never happen, even though we were both in the Nashville area. Mm -hmm. um, there's a good chance we would have never crossed paths. And so um, that kind of thing, we weren't expecting it, um, but it's been amazing. So now we're definitely, I guess, hooked with Disney. And then we're also hooked with this whole like Instagram Disney community. Yeah, absolutely. I think I've just, you know, dove into this community very for a short period of time. And something that's been so shocking to me is that I thought that I was Disney obsessed before I started this. It was kind of my motivation. But now it seems like, you know, I'm opening up Instagram more during the day, seeing what new snacks people are able to take pictures of. And of course, today, um, the day that we're recording, this is the first day of food and wine. So seeing all those pictures being uh, living vicariously, it's it's crazy how it can be amplified just by being part of that community. Do you guys have a similar sentiment? Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we seem to talk about Disney more now than we did before, even though I'm not sure how that's possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the same. Like, we'll see stuff, and we'll be like, oh, we need to get back down there. And we're like, well, crap, we were just there, like, a couple weeks ago. And so, yeah, it's it's made it where I think we're more even aware of Disney and everything now than we even were before. So, um, but I, I wouldn't change it. Like, I love it. I love seeing everything. And it's, it's a great thing to be a part of that I really didn't know much about prior to March. So it's been crazy. For sure. I think uh, it's definitely a different um, relationship that you get other than just being a consumer of the content to when you're actually creating the content as well. It's, it's been refreshing and I'm sure you guys have experienced uh, a similar transition. Um, so the next thing I wanted to ask about is I know you guys are working on a website. So what is kind of the motivation behind that? How do you think that will evolve your content and, and help you guys reach more people in the Disney community? Yeah, so like we have a bunch of friends and family who will a lot of times reach out to us for if they need like, where's your date night recommendation or going down and like what bars would you recommend um so we're big into like because often we'll go with just the two of us or we'll go with other adults so we don't travel with kids very often um so usually if we know somebody or if somebody knows somebody who's going to disney with a group of adults they'll usually put them in touch with us and there's um a bunch of great like resources but we were like hey well maybe we can add a little bit 
um, to kind of the Disney community by focusing more on our adult experiences, some of the things that we've done. We've done a bunch of tours um, that have been awesome that I, if people get a chance to do them, I'd strongly recommend them. Um, and so we just have like some knowledge that we felt to share and then we kind of want to tailor it to more the adults, especially if you're adults traveling without kids. I mean, or if you're with kids and you have like a date night or that kind of stuff. So um, we've done it a bit on Instagram, but it's hard to like write a couple paragraphs on a picture. Um, so we were kind of like, well, what else do we, could we do? And so that's kind of leading us to the, the website. Uh, we have found it is way more time consuming. Uh, so Jeff is actually building the website. So he's doing that and I'm working on some of the content. Um, but we hope to have it live and up pretty soon. So we're hoping in the next like couple weeks to have it have it squared away. Awesome. Yeah, I'm sure uh, everybody would love to check that out. And hopefully by the time this episode airs, um, then it'll be up and everybody can go check it out. Um, so something that is so unique and so special, I think, about your Instagram account is that you've really done a great job of developing your own photography style. And you have your own um, unique character that goes along with your page. Um, so you have a nice mix of pictures of you two, but also with the great Disney landscapes and some panoramics and things like that. Can you talk a little bit about how you reach that point where you've kind of got your style down and so you know what kind of shots that you're looking for in the parks? Yeah, so I have barely mastered the iPhone photo, so I do most of the stories. So I'm definitely going to turn this over to Jeff because he does all of our like pictures and editing and that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, so... We started out with just using our phones. Um, from there, as we decided that we weren't going to quit Instagram because it was enjoyable, uh, I started bringing down my camera and tripod. And from there, photography is something I really enjoy. So getting to do that in the parks and not have Sarah complain about me carrying all this stuff around with me now, <laughs> thanks to Instagram, has been a lot of fun for me. Um, I usually just you know, try and look at other people's photos that have they've posted, locations I like, things like that. There's a few accounts I think everyone should check out. Uh, Pandry65 is the best photography account that we follow. I absolutely love that account. Um, so I look at accounts like that, see what they're doing, and, you know, try and go take my own version of you know, some photos that I like that they have. We also very much enjoy, like, food and drinks. And so we found that where we used to take pictures of a cupcake with our phone, we now will oftentimes use like Jeff's phone. And so I'm like, people will stare at us a bit and, um, and it's a bit, it's a bit silly, but at the same time, Jeff then shows me the picture later on and I'm like, okay, I get it. And so I don't, I don't have the vision when it comes to that, but it's a good kind of pairing and that he can see that because I would never ever take them otherwise. And it seems like you guys have a great um, kind of teamwork um, relationship going on where if Jeff, Jeff is able to create those photos and you're working on stories, then you're really offering a wide range of content um, to your followers. So it's it's really great and, and you're pushing out really great content, I think. And obviously, since you've you know had some good success so far uh, after creating your page. Awesome. Thank you. Sure. So the next thing I want to talk about, so you guys are, are seasoned Disney veterans. So there's a couple things um, that stood out to me that I would love to hear more about. So first of all, you won the WDW News Today 10th anniversary scavenger hunt. So you said it was a nine-hour scavenger hunt and knowledge hunt across the four parks. Tell me all about that. I think everybody needs to hear the, the full story of what that is, 
how you want it and, and everything that goes along with that. Yeah, so this was probably one of the best things we've ever done in Disney. Um, so uh, we had seen that they were going to be doing this at event. We actually planned our trip to go down for this event, um, but we had no idea what to expect. And so it was teams of four. We weren't sure if we were going to stick with it the whole time. And so we were like, we'd rather just be a two because like we may not <laughs> do the whole thing. And they're like, that's fine. Um, it was also Jeff's first day of wearing flip-flops ever. <laughs> um, so... Uh, and we got completely into it after about 30 minutes. And so they gave us, um, how many pages do you think it was? It was like hundreds of questions and, and things to find across, yeah, the four parks. Yeah, like pages and pages. Like one example was like how many laughs are produced by the laugh something. And you had to know it was Monsters Incorporated and then go look at the thing and find the exact number of laughs. It was like crazy questions. Um, but it was so fun. Uh, and so it took you through all four parks. I think we went to like four or five resorts because you'd have to get the clues and get so many of them right. And then you'd go and find one of their team people um, to turn it in for like this token. So it was this whole crazy thing. Um, and it got to be towards the end. And we're like, okay, we might actually have a shot at this because we bumped into a few other teams. Um, and so it was us. And then there's another team of cast members who was super fun that we'd been talking to. And... Um, and so we're like, okay. And at that point, I was hungry because we'd been like just totally into this. And so I'm like, hey, can I like stop and get a pretzel? And Jeff's like, no, like <laughs> no eating. <laughs> He's like, you can only have Powerade for the electrolytes. <laughs> and so, um, so I we finally like I didn't eat. I we waited. We turned in our stuff, and I like I grabbed a pretzel finally. Um, and we just barely like snuck away with it. So it was really close. There was four other cast members who were right there with us. And so I think we might have won by like three points out of like 500. So it was, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, and Jeff's feet were wrecked. They were so wrecked um, because yeah, he, I'm surprised he still wears flip flops. I thought that was it. I thought it was like a one and done, but yeah. That's hilarious. The picture that I'm getting is if you go down and do it again, you're going to go in sweatbands and, uh, you oh, know, yeah. and, and really be water bottles all over and be training ready to go. Yeah, I will have those like running the like gel packs that the runners have. I'll have those all prepped. <laughs> That's awesome. And do, so do they hold that uh, scavenger hunt every year? Uh, so I think that was just a one time. Well, maybe not one time, but at this point, one time for their 10th anniversary. But they do events all the time. They did a cool one that we couldn't make to. Um, they did like a private tour on the last day of great movie rides. So they got to walk around the tracks. They've got another one coming up in December that we're actually going down to called Wreck the Halls. I have no idea what it is, but we're going down and we're going to find out. And it's some event in Epcot and, you know, they'll share details later on. But they do a lot of fun things and it's always people who are really, really into Disney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be fun, A, from the, the game aspect of it, but also just to be in that environment with all those people who are just as passionate about it as you, I think would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. So the other thing that I wanted to ask about was you guys have been on quite a few tours in Disney World. So talk us through what I think probably a lot of people have not been on tours. So what is it that you get to experience? Um, how do you get to experience the parks differently through a tour than you would just through a normal day? Uh, I think it completely depends on the tour. There's some that are informational and probably pretty boring if 
you're not a real Disney fan. And then there's some like the Wild African Trek. Uh, there is surfing, or I don't know if they still do it, but we went surfing in Typhoon Lagoon at 5 a.m., which is considered a tour. Um, we have swam in the Epcot Aquarium. So, you know, you can go and get information behind the scenes. You go to the Utilidor and some of them. You go to, um, you know, backstage of Epcot. You can just do just about anything. There's a tour for it that in some way covers it. So it's a lot of information or it's a lot of unique experiences that you can't have just on your own. Yeah, I think kind of adding on to that, like, if you're if you're a big Disney fan, I'd say, like, the information, it's not just, like, one random fact. Like, pretty much the cast member talks nonstop for the tour. So, like, we did one, or we've actually done, I think, two in Magic Kingdom. Um, and so there's uh, the Marceline and then Keys to the Kingdom. And I, both of them, like, they just talked and nonstop. I was like, that is so fascinating. And, yeah, and everything was completely different. So those, I think, are great if you're, like, a, like Jeff said, like a big Disney nerd. I'd say with, like, the... African track and the swimming in the aquarium are just things where I never even knew until we started getting into tours that they were a thing. Like you'd see the people scuba-ing in the aquarium and be like, how, how did that happen? Um, and then finally we started like looking into more and we're like, oh, like we can do that. And so, yeah, I think they have all price ranges. We have not done a VIP tour. That's something hopefully eventually we'll do. Um, that one's quite expensive. Um, but yeah, but they have just everything, which we love them. So they're great. Yeah, I think behind the seeds is like $15. And then it goes up to, you know, a couple hundred for group tours. I think maybe the most expensive one is the Wild Africa Trek. But mm -hmm. that's a pretty cool experience as well. Yeah. Yeah, my wife and I have yet to been on a tour. We've always wanted to go on one. And mainly, uh, so my sister-in-law is a cast member, and she just finished up a, a professional internship being a VIP tour guide. So she told us all the amazing things that VIP tours had to offer. But she also shed some light on some of the other tours, like the uh, the uh, Wild Africa Trek and then uh, the Behind the Seeds tour as well. So I think that's a very underrated or underutilized um, aspect that a lot of Disney fans don't ever think about doing. Um, but it, it really does have a lot to offer to to show you, you know, behind the scenes of things that you wouldn't get to see as a, as a normal park guest. Yeah, we, we actually did a tour when we were in Disneyland Paris. Um, and that was like there, they're even less used. Um, we booked a, like a normal like tour where I'd say in Disney, a group tour where like normally in Disney, I'd say maybe have like 20 people. And it was just the two of us because nobody else signed up for it that day. And so, yeah, so even in like the international parks, I think the ones in Tokyo are all in Japanese. So we're unfortunately going to not be on those <laughs> ones. But but yeah, even if like Disneyland Paris, it was like, well, do you think they have them? And they did. And it was awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. And even the informational tours are kind of fun because they also take you, it's not just information about the parks, but it, they take you on rides and give you information about the rides too. Like, things in Jungle Cruise you might not hear about or things in, you know, It's a Small World or Haunted Mansion or, uh, you know, behind the scenes and then you go in an exit of Soren, which is kind of neat. So it's not just information about, you know, the history of it. You also get information about the rides too, which is fun. Yeah, so I think you guys have definitely solidified that you just have an ultimate wealth of Disney knowledge you experienced so much in Disney World. So I'm curious, do you know 
maybe the things that you haven't done yet or, you know, are there boxes that you still need to check of things that you haven't got around to doing or restaurants that you haven't gotten a chance to eat at so that you can officially say at one point that you've done everything? Yes. Uh, I think we want to eat at Victoria and Albert's. Mm-hmm. And there's three hotels we haven't stayed at. We haven't stayed at Grand Floridian, Polynesian, or Old Key West. So I think just those four things for me. Yeah, we we also have a weird, so it's not a do Disney thing, but Jeff really wants to take a trip to Disney for one day. And this is like a weird, like fly down in the morning, fly back at night. Um, so he's always wanted that. It's not 100% confirmed, but we're pretty sure we're going to do it. We booked it for actually Christmas Day. <laughs> and so we, we've only been there for 4th of July. We've never been there for any other major holiday. I would love to, like, experience New Year's in Disney. Um, I think having Christmas in Disney could be really awesome. So uh, holidays in Disney, I would love to experience, again, like New Year's and all of them down there at some point. We may get the Christmas one in this year. Um, so, so, yeah, that's another one where if I could – Fourth of July fireworks are amazing. I can only imagine like New Year's Day or New Year's Eve and those kind of ones too. So hopefully we can eventually see all those. Yeah, I think uh, you guys are braver than I. So you've experienced Fourth of July and you're willing to go on Christmas Day. So crowds must be bothering <laughs> you very much. And, you know, props to you. <laughs> we actually went down for Christmas this past year uh, to visit, who I mentioned before, my sister-in-law, who's a cast member. And um, we... Thought we were blocked out using her cast member tickets to go into Magic Kingdom, which actually, think I think we lucked out. Uh, so we ended up going to Animal Kingdom, and in Animal Kingdom, it was really just seemed like a normal day. Um, so I think uh, there's definitely ways that you can avoid the crowds and still experience Walt Disney World on Christmas Day, which I can say is is second to none. That's that's the perfect place to spend a holiday. Awesome, cool. Well, well, to well, it, well there we go. <laughs> Since you've been in this community and you decided to start the page, what has been you know your favorite part about being part of the community and, and having these back and forth and meeting these new people? So honestly, we kind of have Disney friends now. So um, I don't know if they want us calling them friends yet or not. But, um, but yeah, just like uh, the people we've met have just been so nice and so supportive and um, and yeah, just fun to hang out with. And so I'd say, like, if you ever see us in the park, like, say hi, because um, more often than not, like, the people, we've planned to meet up with a few people, um, and that, those have been awesome, and we'll actually go and do rides and that kind of stuff, um, but even if, like, we just see people and grab a drink or grab a snack or something, um, it's just fun, like, meeting people that like Disney as much as you, um, and so, yeah, I've been... I definitely was not expecting it, but I would say we at least have like a handful, if not more of like actual like friends. Like if I needed something, even if it wasn't Disney, um, like we got stuck and our flight was canceled and we, and everywhere was possible was booked. Like if somebody needed to come get us, like I honestly think one of those people would probably come get us if we like, were like, Hey, can you, can you swing by and grab us? Um, And so that I would have just never, ever in my wildest dreams had thought would happen. So yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, and I can speak to that a little bit too because you know I just started this podcast I think two weeks ago now is is actually uh, when I first put it out there and made it public that I was going to start doing this, and it's been absolutely amazing the people that I've been able to connect with in such a short time, um, and I've been you know blown away by the feedback that I've been able to receive um, and being able to have these conversations that 
like you said, used to, I just had them with my wife. Now I'm able to have them with outside people, which is so refreshing and, and kind of amplifies the Disney love. So uh, if you would have told me a couple, you know, a month ago that I would be interviewing people in Nashville who love Disney as much as me. And also I, I interviewed someone in London and I interviewed people in Florida and California and New Jersey earlier today. It's just you know, blown me away that this Disney community just you have that common ground of people who love Disney as much as you and, and it's so welcoming and, and you're right that you can create these friendships and, and be able to experience the parks with people who love it just as much as you, which is which is always fun, I think. Yeah. No, definitely. Cool. So the next thing I want to jump into is our lightning round. Um, so I'd love to get both of your answers on all these topics. Um, and so we'll just throw out Disney topics and just say, that, you know, the first thing that comes to your mind and we'll get your stance on some of these popular Disney topics. Alrighty. Sounds good. So the first one would just be to name the Disney parks that you visited. All right. So this is the same for both of us. So uh, we have obviously done Disney World. Um, we did Disneyland, but it's been about five years. So that was a little bit ago. And then we did Disneyland Paris this past May for five nights, four nights. So, yeah. Um, so we're doing Tokyo in January. And then we hope to do um, Shanghai and Hong Kong next year. So. And then we're doing Disneyland in, the in California in March yes. as well. And which one is your favorite and why? So my favorite is definitely Disney World. So I it just feels like home so that's just like my escape and i'm immediately happy the other ones are still exciting and new um or newer i should say um and then if i have to pick a park within disney world i probably would go magic kingdom but i really it's it's like picking a favorite kid if i had kids <laughs> um, so uh but yeah I'd, I'd probably go magic kingdom uh i think i like epcot i just enjoy walking around the world showcase and taking pictures there's so many places take pictures there, and I certainly enjoy the food, festivals, and drinks that are always going on. And yeah, and I think an appropriate follow-up question would be, are you guys flower and garden people or food and wine people? Oh. I am a festival of the arts person. He is Ooh. a festival of the arts. <laughs> um, I honestly am probably, which I know this is horrible because food and wine just started today, I really do like a lot of the stuff at Flower and Garden, and when you throw in like the topiaries and all that, so I honestly would probably go that or festival of the arts i also think it's much quieter that that's probably part more of manageable it. yeah going to food and wine on the weekend is less than exciting <laughs> <laughs> it can get crazy yeah for sure cool so next would be a disney bucket list trip uh yeah so i actually really really want to sometime go to all the disney parks in one trip i'm talking all of them in the world mm -hmm. <laughs> so where would you start and where would you finish? Uh, well, I don't know the answer. I would finish in Disney World because that's like our home park. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're not sure if we'd go California around or if we'd go Europe. We'd go whatever way is cheapest. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we'd go Paris direction first or if it would be California, but that's, that's a bucket list trip. One trip, every park. Awesome. That I cannot wait for you guys to do that so I can follow along. <laughs> you might be waiting a while. <laughs> well, that's still awesome. And, and I think that's that would be an absolutely amazing trip and, and a trip of a lifetime for sure. Yeah. So next would be your favorite ride or attraction. 
Uh, my favorite ride is probably, so I really, really like Flight of Passage. I think it's just very well done, but Splash Mountain is just like Disney to me. So I, I, I pick Splash Mountain. Uh, I like Space Mountain and the People Mover. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those are definitely my two favorites. I have to do them every trip. And so next would be your favorite Disney resort. So uh, I really like Yacht Club, um, but to stay at, but to visit, I I mean, we're huge Trader Sam's people. So the Polynesian is also very high up there just because of that bar I love. Uh, if you count the Swan and Dolphin, which I do, that's where we stay 90% of the time. I have really come to enjoy it over there. And so next would be your favorite snack? Uh. So mine is either a pastry item from France or a Mickey pretzel with cheese. So if I'm sweet, I'd go that way, or pretzel and cheese is always a good go-to. Um, if I can pick a food that's not usually around, I love the handwich. <laughs> but I don't believe it's at this year's festival, so I'm a little sad about that. Although I could be wrong, but I don't think it is. And for those of us who don't know, what is the handwich? The handwich is a cone filled with mac and cheese and some meat. Yes, ground beef. It sounds pretty terrible. It's a cone, like a pretzel cone almost. It's like a dough cone. Uh, Yes, it used to be around permanently a long time ago. And then last year they had it for the festival. And I do not believe they brought it back. But if it is ever there, I would encourage everybody to get one. So is it similar to like the, the snacks that you can get at Cozy Cone Motel in Cars Land? Maybe. I do not know the answer to this. Yeah, we have. Now I'm going to look up. I'm going to look it up. (laughs) Yeah, you might be tricking. You might be uh, moving up that Disneyland trip to get that if if it's your favorite. (laughs) I know. Yeah, we have too much food already. We want to eat in Disneyland. It's going to just the list is going to be ridiculous. So cool. So I have a question that I haven't (laughs) asked any other people, but I'm I want to make it a staple, and especially you guys, because you I know you guys. Um, share this on your page a lot. So what would be your favorite drink or your favorite adult beverage in the parks? Um, so you go, I have to think. I enjoy either a beer from uh, Rosen Crown. They have awesome pub blends. Or if I'm at Trader Sam's, I really just like anything there. I, it's not really the drink I like there as much as just the atmosphere. It's a really fun place. There's event-type playing going on with all the cast members. They've got trick chairs. They have dances and stuff that go on for every – specific ones for every single drink. So it's not necessarily a drink, but really anything there is a fun is a fun drink to have. Yeah. Trader Sam's, I'd probably go with the Hippopotamai Tai. That's mm-hmm. a good one. The zombie's also very strong and good. For an in-park drink, I would say my favorite place is Nomad Lounge in Animal Kingdom. Um, and so many of their drinks, there are good. So I tend to go with mixed drinks. Um, so I would highly recommend people check out Nomad Lounge. Um, yeah, that one's usually pretty quiet too. I don't know if people really know about it that much. It's, you know, behind Tiffin's, it's connected to Tiffin's, but it's like the back half of it. And you can almost always get a spot to sit there. Whereas, you know, Rose and Crown, you can never get a spot to sit. Yeah, I had the Lotus Blossom, I think, last time I was there. I try to try something new every time, um, unless there's a mojito, in which case I usually get a mojito. <laughs> yeah, Nomad Lounge is on our list of things to try. We actually tried to go last time, and it just didn't work out 
Uh, we spent too much time in the flight of passage line, honestly. Huh. Um, so we didn't oh. get a chance to get over there. But um, yeah, my sister-in-law just raves about it. And she always tells everybody, you have to go to Nomad Lounge and get the bread service. So I guess it's pretty similar to the bread service at Sanaa that everybody loves. And so, it, yeah, that's on our bucket list of, of things that we have to do next time. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely would, check I it out. I would recommend trying to get over there if you can. Cool. So next would be your favorite restaurant. So mine, you actually just brought up, is probably Sanaa. <laughs> so I um, I love their bread service. I eat a fair amount of, like, vegetarian food. And so I'm not vegetarian, but I, I tend to like that type of food better. So for me, like, the menu at Sanaa is just awesome. Um, so I definitely like there. Uh, I don't know if I really have one. I just – we ate at Alan Compass uh, last trip for the first – well, my first time she'd actually eaten there with her sister. But I thought that was really good food. It's not really a – Disney type of restaurant inside, but I enjoyed that. I I really like Via Napoli. Uh, it's a good place just to sit down. It's usually hot and Epcot in the summer, and you know, casual in there and have a good pizza. Cool. Your favorite Disney movie? Uh, so classic one is for sure Beauty and the Beast. So the that was my like go to as a kid, and then the remake of it I loved as well. So Beauty and the Beast is for sure mine. Uh, and I really like Up. Are we counting Pixar movies? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it is. <laughs> cool. So favorite Disney song? So we listen to quite a bit of non. So if you have words in it, it's probably Poor Out and Unfortunate Souls for me. But my go-to Disney music is like the music they play on the TV in the hotel rooms. So I actually Google it on or I search for it on YouTube and usually listen to that the most, I'd say, out of anything. Yeah, I have to agree. I usually have that going in the background while I'm working because I can't listen to words when I'm working. It's too distracting. So I usually will play that or one of the entrance loops to the parks. <laughs> yeah, my, one of my most watched YouTube videos is the Esplanade music in, from uh, Disneyland Resort. And I feel like they have a nice mix of Pixar music and also classic Disney music. And so, yeah, I, I, I definitely empathize with with playing that style of music while you're working, especially. Yeah, it's just, it's, that's what we usually do. <laughs> the problem is, though, then I go to the parks and we'll be walking into Magic Kingdom with, like, just the background music. I'm like, ooh, I know what song comes next. I'm like, this is not something I should ever know. But, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, and with the, with the new uh, Disney Play app as well, I feel like it makes it even easier to get that park music and, and so yeah if I, I think i'll probably have similar things where you start memorizing the playlist of what's coming next yeah <laughs> yeah yep. cool so next would be your favorite disney quote i would gander is probably both of us together so adventures out there from up is like my go-to disney quote for sure yep i agree favorite disney memory um so uh it's a bit of a story, but I'll, I'll make it short. So we were staying at Yacht and Beach Club. So this was before we were annual pass holders. Um, and I, we had gone down for our anniversary. So I actually think it was our first anniversary. We booked Yacht and Beach. And so we got off Magic Express. And a cast member walked up to us and was like, hello, is this the party? And we're like, uh, sure, yeah, that's us. And we're like, OK. And so she's like, follow me. And we're like, OK. So we follow her. Um, and she like brought us into the elevator and I was like, Jeff, I'm pretty sure they have the wrong person. He's like, Shh, don't say anything. <laughs> He's like, just stop it, Sarah. And I'm like, okay. 
And so we got up there and they're like, well, welcome to club level. And I'm like, what is happening? We did not book this. I'm like, they messed it up. And so I was like, they asked if we wanted a beverage or whatever, set us down. And so the mouse upgraded us to club level um, and we felt so fancy. <laughs> so, so we were, we were definitely those people who were in club level and like, we're taking like handfuls of pretzels. <laughs> so, we, so we didn't have like as many snacks and stuff. So we're like, we're going to live this up. Um, so yeah, that was something that like, we didn't, I honestly thought like we were stealing somebody else's room on accident. <laughs> so I was like, we can't do this. Like, I feel so bad. And then they explained it to us. And so, yeah, that was probably one of my favorite memories just because I I was very sure that Jeff was very sure I was going to mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah. So thank you, whoever in Disney made that happen. I have no idea um, how it happened, but it was awesome. Um, so I'd say maybe one of mine was recently, we were just down there like on our anniversary again, and I was very, very hot out and we were walking through the Polynesian and Sarah told me we could go get a drink. And then she took this really terrible path to get this drink. And I pointed out to her that it was definitely not the fastest way. And as we followed this winding path, we ended up near a boat. And she said that we had to follow this path because we were taking this firework, this private firework cruise that her and her sister had set up for us. And so that was one of my favorite memories. Wow, that's awesome. And would you guys recommend that that cruise, I, I assume? Was it a good spot to view the fireworks? So much. So it was, it was awesome. It was really, really good. Um, I think you can actually fit up to like six people on it. Um, I would not recommend it in the winter time. I think it would be freezing. Yeah, um, you're out so, in the middle of the water. Yeah, but it was really cool. Um, Jeff, even though we go during crazy holidays, he's not the biggest fan of crowds for, especially watching fireworks. Um, so I figured that was a good way to where I could see fireworks and he would be happy. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I would I would strongly recommend it to anyone um, going down. Like I, it was. The captains, we actually got two because one was training. They were awesome. They give you some snacks. Um, they let you see the the water pageant um, before the fireworks. And so, yeah, it was it was definitely up there with probably my top, like, three or four tours we've done. It was awesome. Yeah, they drive you around for a while. It's not just get on a boat, drive, see the fireworks, and come back. So the one at Magic Kingdom, they tour you all around the waterway. They take you over near uh, Wilderness Lodge and behind the Contemporary. They bring you out to the Grand Floridian area to see the uh, was it the pageant, mm -hmm. the light pageant in the water, and then you hang out for the fireworks before coming back. So it's you know it's probably I think we were out there maybe two hours or so for the whole thing. So it was really fun. Awesome, and I assume they pump in the music on the boat for the fireworks. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. Yep. Well, cool. That will that will wrap up the lightning round. And so our last question is something I want to ask all of our guests is that if you have one piece of parting guidance that you can give to someone who has this love for Disney and they're just trying to find the right, right way to express it, um, whether it's starting a blog or a vlog or a podcast or anything like that, what would be your advice to that person? So my advice would definitely be just go for it because we just kind of did this on a whim. So we should have probably planned, but we didn't. Um, and also, if you're just doing it, like, don't be afraid to ask people in the community or when you're just getting started or if you have questions. Um, everyone has been so nice and so helpful and like anybody who's given us insights and stuff, it's just 
so appreciative. So just don't be nervous. Don't be afraid. You might hit a couple bumps, but everyone's there to help you and support you for the most part. The community is just super, super helpful if you need them. So don't be afraid to reach out and just go for it is my advice. Yeah, I think that's about what I would say too. I mean, find what you enjoy. We like traveling and we typically are with adults. So our thing is adults in Disney. There's people out there who love making ears and they post that. There's people out there who love just taking pictures of food and drinks and there's accounts for that. There's literally accounts for everything Disney related. So I just say, you know, decide what it is that you're passionate about and make that be what your account is or make that be how you, you know, engage in the community. Great. That's amazing advice, I think. And and I think you're exactly right that there's a there's a niche for everybody and there's room for everybody. And I thought you were going to say it's something that I said on a previous episode that there's even accounts, the people taking pictures of the trash cans around Disney World. So I mean, yeah. there really is a place for everybody um, to, you know, post what you're passionate about and contribute to the community. And And I think one of the themes of what we've talked about in this conversation is that once you dive into the community and start contributing, it, it really just amplifies uh, your love for Disney. And, and I think everybody would agree that it, that it pays off and, and allows you to be more engaged and, and more in tune with something that you're passionate about. Yeah. And if, if anyone ever asks you to do a podcast on Detour to Neverland and <laughs> you're nervous because you've never done a podcast before, just go for it. Just say yes. Yeah, it'll been, work out. Yeah, this has been so much fun. So, yeah, just just go for it. Yeah, I, I retweet that message. That is, uh, <laughs> everybody needs to hear that message. Well, awesome. Well, I think we covered some great topics. Um, I thank you guys so much for jumping on uh, with me today. Is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners before we head out? Uh, no, just I want to again say thank you so much for reaching out to us. And uh, we really appreciate you kind of making us a part of this. I mean, I think you have a something awesome going here. I, you, I know a few of the people that you have spoken to um, in prior podcasts or upcoming ones, and I think it's going to be an awesome resource for the Disney community. So, like, awesome job by you, and, and thanks again for letting us be a part of it. Yeah, thank you. Oh, no, thank you guys. So, everybody, make sure you go follow Sarah and Jeff at Adults and Disney on Instagram, and also be on the lookout for their website when it drops uh, take in that great content and, and maybe some of their extensive Disney knowledge will rub off on you. So Sarah and Jeff, thank you so much for jumping on with us today. Uh, I truly appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank, thank you, you again. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Detour to Neverland. Please feel free to reach out to me at detour to neverland pod at gmail.com and visit our website detour to neverland.com. There you can find the link to our Facebook discussion group and read our blog with trip reports, tips and tricks, and reviews from the parks. Make sure you subscribe to never miss an episode and drop us an iTunes review with any feedback or suggestions. See you next week for our next episode.